and welcome to the AYO podcast. Today I'm joined by conductor Daniel Carter, who's here with us in the Netherlands for AYO's international tour, joining us as associate conductor for the program. Thank you so much for joining me, Daniel. Yeah, thank you for having me. So tell me, um, what have you been up to since you arrived on Wednesday? Okay, so for the past couple of days, I've been preparing the orchestra, taking them through the first readings of each piece, and then sorting out kind of the nuts and bolts of who has to play with who and how rhythms work and a bit of intonation and things. Basically just sorting out the basic nuts and bolts so that the orchestra is prepared for each piece. And um, tomorrow you'll be passing the baton to... Uh, conductor Christoph Urbanski, who will pick up when you, where you left off and take the orchestra through the later stages of preparation before their concerts over the coming weeks. Could you give us a little overview of this handover process and the role of the associate conductor? So my job is basically to take the orchestra to a point where Christoph can come and without any problems uh, put his interpretation into it. Yeah. So I've done most of, I mean, we still have a rehearsal tomorrow, but until now I've probably done 80% of where I want them to be in terms of nuts and bolts, making sure people are playing together, making sure we have the same articulations, any mistakes that we found, a couple of mistakes in the parts and things like that, sorting all of that kind of basic groundwork out. And then Christoph comes tomorrow and takes then from there the orchestra through his interpretations and how he sees the music and how he wants it to sound. Yeah. Great. Um, and are there any particular things that Christoph has asked you to look out for? Well, Christoph, which is fantastic in my position, uh, we spoke on the phone. We haven't actually met yet. We'll meet for the first time tomorrow. But he has prepared for most of the pieces his own parts. And they're incredibly specific, which means <laughs> that a lot of my work is literally just making sure that the, the players have read what is in the parts. Could you give us an example? So, for example, where he wants... Uh, the players to take a bit of time or something like that where he wants a bit of rubato he's written in a lot of the parts a bit of a squiggly line so that we all know okay here is a place where he wants to take time and then we can also read from that where he maybe hasn't written that that uh, maybe he doesn't maybe he actually wants to go through in tempo in certain places there are also dynamic changes especially in things like Shostakovich where a lot of it is very very loud it's it's quite normal for conductors to want to bring some of the brass writing down and things like that and he's already done all of that work and given us the parts and so we basically just have to prepare what he's written gotcha okay um, and what would you say from your perspective what would you say the most challenging part is of being an associate conductor the most challenging part is trying to find a way to approach the music and to approach the rehearsals without stepping over the mark of what's my job and what's Christoph's yeah, job. If, if I were conducting the concerts, I would lead the rehearsals very, very differently. Um, it, it's not my job necessarily to talk uh, with the players about color and things like that because that's something that Christoph needs to have an impact on. Okay, there are some moments where we do it anyway because there are some moments where it's quite obvious what the yeah. color has to be and things like that. But then there are some other moments where, or there are a lot of moments where I have to leave that up to Christoph. If I were conducting the concert myself, I would talk about all those kinds of things, but I have to say, no, okay, I'm just here preparing nuts and bolts. That's for him to do. And so there are a couple of moments where I kind of thought, oh, I really like to do that and then decided <laughs> not to do it. So it's like a clean slate. Exactly. That's him. exactly what okay. it is. Um, so in the conducting world, obviously, there are all these different titles that are you know, used for various roles. Um, could you perhaps explain the progression from assistant conductor to chief conductor? You know, is there a clear pathway or do you kind of mix and match roles here and there? It really depends. Everyone's path is different. I've done it quite a traditional way, starting as a repetitor, so playing piano at the opera. I first did that when I was 18 and then I became an assistant conductor at the opera and then I started conducting my own things at the opera. And then I went with Simone Young to Hamburg 
and did exactly the same thing, where I started playing pianos for her rehearsals, and then I was her assistant, and then I started conducting at the opera in Hamburg. And so that's a pretty traditional path. Um, I then, from there, became principal conductor of a smaller house in Freiburg. So it, it's kind of quite normal that you get to a point where you're conducting in a bigger house, and, but then you take a bigger title in a smaller place. So I went from working, conducting shows in Hamburg to becoming principal conductor of the opera and the orchestra in Freiburg. And now that I've done that for a few years, I'm about to go to Berlin to the Deutsche Oper, where I'll kind of take more or less, or to an extent, the job that I've been doing in Freiburg now and be able to do that job in a slightly bigger place. Yeah. Or slightly bigger, much bigger place. And yeah. so it's, um, yeah, there is kind of, especially in Germany, there is a progression, but you also, you, you kind of take what comes at you. So something like this, um, I've done associate conductor work also with AYO, for example, for the Parsifal season in February where I prepared it and you know that's wonderful because also for me then I get my hands on Parsifal which at my age in Germany they're not going to give me Parsifal <laughs> but then I'm then in a position where you know maybe in 10 years or something if I get offered my first Parsifal my first day that I get offered it it's not going to be the first time I've ever seen the score yeah. you know so you can use these kinds of things of course you do your best job for the person for whom you're preparing but you're also in my position it's also an opportunity to get your hands on repertoire that you wouldn't necessarily get your hands yeah. on until a later stage and that hopefully means that my theory is <laughs> that means that you know if and when in five or ten years some of this repertoire starts to come my way it won't be my first time touching it i will have had a lot of experience actually conducting it myself but without the pressure of having to get a review at the end of the day yeah <laughs> um so you mentioned opera quite a bit. Yeah. Um, is, is do you have a preferred sort of genre or kind of ensemble that you like to conduct? I uh, I have been obsessed with opera since I was a teenager. That's my absolute bread and butter. I've um and through all of my kind of going through Hamburg with Simone and all of that stuff. I mean, I've got about seventy five operas in my repertoire. Wow. And so that's really. That's more or less what I do. I mean, it's, I love doing concerts, and I do do them, but I do a lot more opera performances in a season than I do concerts. Yeah, I see. And um, what's on the horizon for you for the rest of the year? Anything so I start, I go back in two days, and I have to move house to Berlin, and then I start in Berlin uh, on the 12th of August. Wow. And so then I have a really a very, very full calendar. Um, until the end of the year, I have to cover Force of Destiny, Tristan und Isolde, Hansel and Gretel, Magic Flute, Barbara Seville, and a world premiere. And that's just until the end of the year. But then I'm also coming back to AYO to Momentum Ensemble in September for a great program with a world premiere by Lawton Skipworth and uh, also the Julian Yu arrangement of Pictures at an Exhibition, which yeah. is very cool. Julian Yu actually taught me composition years ago. I've oh, never conducted any of his works, but he was he taught me composition years and years ago. Well, that's a nice little yeah, pleasing exactly. coincidence. Totally. Yeah. Well, the orchestra here in Ada are sounding fantastic, and we're really looking forward to hearing what's to come over the next few days, and of course, seeing you again over the coming months for Momentum Ensemble in September. It was so great to chat to you today. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. That's all from us. Until next time.